This week's episode is presented by Elite Pool Tile Cleaning. If you are a fan of the podcast, you would remember a couple of episodes ago, I had Darren on to discuss the facilitation of the wildfire relief that we did for the campfire in Butte County. Uh, Darren was uh, essential in getting the trucks facilitated and the volunteers going, and and uh, I had the pleasure to ride up with him and uh, deliver the goods up to uh, Chico for those in need. But now he's actually joining forces with the Rad Vertising Army. Army, and Darren is the owner of Elite Pool Tile Cleaning. And if you are not aware of what he does, most people don't call Elite Pool Tile Cleaning because they don't even know that the service is available. Despite their 13 years of experience with the greater Sacramento area, once you're booked, Elite cleans the tile using environmentally safe glass beads at a low air pressure. The calcium buildup is destroyed, leaving the tile surface undamaged and beautiful again. And when Elite Pool Tile Cleaning is done, you're good to swim in your beautifully clean pool right away. At the average cost of $5 per foot, it's a lot less less expensive than replacing your tile, something too many pool owners have felt forced to do. So head over to ElitePoolTileCleaning.com, and while there, check out the amazing before and after picks. Then get your appointment for a free estimate scheduled online or by calling 916-714-POOL. That's 916-714-POOL. Now is the time to get your pool swim weather ready. Just a few hours this winter will make it beautiful for years to come. ElitePoolTileCleaning.com. That's ElitePoolTileCleaning.com. And also brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www.tech2u.com tech2u.com. That's tech, the number two, u.com. Or call 888-340-8324. That's 888-340-8324 for Tech2U. The Rad Welcome to the live webcast or web stream, Facebook live, ask me anything, reddit.com slash I don't give a fuck what this thing is called. Um, but thank you for joining me. I know that a lot of people have real jobs and you're probably skipping work to uh, join in on this live video. Um, if you're not and you're a weirdo like me that has nothing better to do on an afternoon and uh, answer your questions, then feel free to just shoot them on in. Tell me what you want, want to know. Tell me what you uh want to hear. Um, I've got a couple of different screens here. Um, usually there's a, an assistant here, but she's, uh, the anonymous is off running around doing other things. So I'm kind of juggling the, uh, communications here. So let me pull some things up, but I did post a quick, uh, thank you over the weekend because we did finally hit 3000 members, um, on the Facebook group. Very cool. I, I, I didn't expect to even get a thousand members or even 500. Um, to be quite honest, I didn't know that a, a broadcast group or a closed group was something that um, anybody was interested in, but interested in, but it turns out that uh, a lot of you are, and um, it's growing to be quite the community. I like, this is actually one of the, my favorite parts about going on to uh, Facebook is because it's pretty positive. There's not a lot of uh, nagging and not a lot of uh, political divide. While there is some political commentary, which is always welcome, um, but it's not, it's not, uh, th th there's nothing hateful going on in the group. And that's something that's really refreshing about uh, the, this Facebook group. So um, without further ado, let me go ahead and start off with some of the questions that uh, 
uh, I got this morning because I just posted a quick little note saying, hey, I'm going to be doing this Facebook Live thing because to be quite honest, um, I've got a lot of really great episodes planned over the next couple of months uh, for the podcast, which uh, calls for us to go out and and uh, go out in the field and, and do some different things, uh, different people, different guests that I've never had on before are, are coming up this year. So it's going to be pretty exciting um, in the next couple of weeks. So in these in-between times, I like to do this more intimate uh, setting where I get onto the Facebook Live thing. I've done this a couple of times and it's it's gone over pretty well. Um, I see some comments coming in already, so I'll I'll get to them when I can um, here in a second. But, uh, you know, I've got to get things started here. So um, I'll go to the uh, the Facebook post that I, I went to this morning. Um, and some of your guys' questions are pretty good here. So this is a good place to start. Uh, from Robert, he says, will you hook me up with a Rad Radio membership? Uh, what will you do for that membership? Uh, sexual, any uh, any sexual favors for that membership? Uh, no, I can't really do that. That's not fair. Um, no, no, no free hookups through the podcast. Although we, we've, we've uh, been kind of tossing around the idea of doing some sort of giveaways or something through the podcast um, with some partners of ours through the website. Um, like I said, a lot of really fun things coming down the pike with, uh, with, uh, the new website and everything. Thanks to tech to you, our uh, flagship sponsor. Um, so I can't really give anything away right now, but there are some plans for us to do some giveaways, uh, later on. Well, let's see. Eric says, are you guys looking for a fourth person to be with you guys live on the air? And are there any, uh, potential candidates? Well, we've had, uh, various members of the show, uh, come and go over the many years. Um, but we're not planning on having anybody join us or, uh, nor are there any uh, characters or, or candidates that we have planned. Um, one thing that's pretty pretty cool over the last couple of years, though, is and I, I don't know if it has something to do with the the podcast or just the nature of of the show, but I think it started with having the uh, the lawyers on uh, Kevin Huey, um, Rob's uh, Rob's official attorney for uh, uh, business law, and then uh, Lana Shearer, who's um, uh, a mediator, who's I think she's done some uh, legal work for the show, but mostly uh, family law and that kind of thing. Um, he actually, she actually helped my wife get out of her divorce before we kind of got together. So um, there's a lot of angles there with with the uh, the lawyers, and I think that's where it started to have us uh, open up the doors for having that third mic open and uh, bringing in some guests. Um, and that's been cool. It's been a revolving door. Like last, uh, just before the. Uh, the the holiday break we had uh, Brent and Melissa from Sac Spirit join us and um, you know we have Doctor Reed from Griffin and Reed Eye Care come in we've had uh, Rob's dad come in I think it would be fun to have Rob's mom come in that would be really funny she's she's a card but I don't know um, last time I checked she doesn't really uh, she <laughs> she always bitches about the show being the song show and and the last time I I talked to her she wasn't a big fan of all the the kitschy little tunes she likes the more political commentary and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, I think she would be a fun, fun guest to have on the show. Um, Shay has a great question that uh, my wife and I were talking about over the weekend um, because we are just we're coming up on our six year get together anniversary. But uh, our, we've been together for over for over six years now, uh, almost six years. And we've been married for over two years now. And um, we were kind of reflecting on our relationship over the weekend. And this question kind of ties in with that. Um, Shay asks, married life versus committed relationship. Have you seen any big differences in yours and Mrs. Brandon's relationship since you've been married? No, not really any differences at all. In fact, um, we still seem to be kind of in our, our uh, honeymoon stages, which is, which is cool because we, we, we don't really see the, the marriage being like a milestone that, that set anything apart or has made things a little bit more um, like serious or, um, I, and I, and I don't mean that in like a disrespectful way. Cause we take our relationship very seriously, but at the same time, 
um, we don't take it too seriously. Um, we're, we're actually still like kind of just having fun with it and, and enjoying our time together. It doesn't really feel like it's a chore. I will say this though. I do think about the, um, I think more about the, the long term and how our choices affect our future because, you know, it's more of a long term thing now that uh, we're, we're committed to each other. So when we, when we do things like have extracurricular activities with, with other people and when we do these things, we, we always check in with each other first um, and make sure that we both are on the same page um, as far as um, where we go in our lives, because we both live our separate lives but at the same time. We are, we, we do things as a unit. So um, we're, we're constantly checking in with each other. I think that has a lot to do with the, the, the theme that we do on the show um, where communication is key and, um, with that, it's just made it really easy and it's made it really fun to be in a relationship and especially being married because uh, we know we're there for each other. We have each other's backs um, and that sort of thing. So do I see any differences? No, no real big differences other than just kind of thinking further ahead into the future and how our choices today affect those uh, outcomes in the future. So um, no, nothing really nothing really different. And I, and I really appreciate that, um, in the relationship that I have and it, it don't, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, Kel says, what's the best thing about rad radio that makes it fun? I think just being able to come in and do it every day makes it fun. Um, the, the, the fact that it's even there, I, I never dreamed of getting to the level that we're at now, um, as a show and especially individually, I, I never dreamed that I would be in the position where I am right now, producing a, a weekly uh, program like the broadcast or even the day-to-day -day stuff and making the show run smoothly. It's been amazing. Um, but overall, I mean, I, there's not one thing that, that makes it fun um, outside of just kind of the, the, the whole show as a whole. I will say that the, the new like live shows that, that we're doing, we got the, the Tahoe Blue Cocktail Contest coming up. Um, that I'm really excited about just because we get to be out in the crowd with you guys and meeting you in person. Um, and I think that's something that we've been lacking over the years. Um, just that ability to, to reach you. Um, now that we've been doing all these Brian Palooza events at, at smoke junction cafe and Longhorn meat company, it's been really cool, um, to be able to get out and, and mingle with a crowd of, of, of listeners and, and get to meet you guys one-on-one. -on -one. Um, just because it's, it's so much fun to connect with the people that, that allow us to do this on the day to day basis. Now there's always like crappy, uh, bureaucratic stuff to do like business things, dealing with management, you know, all that stuff that, that sounds boring is very boring. And that, that's the kind of stuff that happens off hours, but doing this stuff, doing the podcast or doing the live show is the most fun part about being a, a part of rad radio. Um, now I think Mike is, might be confused cause he, he, I think he's mistaken me for a Colts fan. He says, Hey Brando as a Colts fan, this weekend's round of playoffs were very disappointing. Just curious who you're rooting for now. I'm going to root for an NFC team in the LA Rams. Uh, but my prediction is Rams versus Patriots rematch for the Super Bowl. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. And I'm not really, I'm not rooting for the Patriots just because of, of all the things that we've said on the air about, um, you know, too much dynasty is just, it's kind of exhausting for, for NFL fans because we want somebody to root for and not somebody to root against. So I'm actually not, I don't want to see the Patriots go to the Super Bowl, but I think they will. 
Um, but the Rams are hot. So I, I would love, I have a lot of fans that are Rams fans. Um, I'm not a Colts fan. It's kind of the, the question kind of made it sound like to be, but I don't really have much invested being a Raiders fan in the, uh, the rest of the season. So whoever's going to be in the Super Bowl, I'm cool with it, but I'm not really putting my, uh, putting my money on anybody because I really don't care. And that's okay. Uh, so let's go with, um, Kaylee. She says, what is your most memorable favorite story since working with Robin Dawn? Not necessarily on the radio, but even just a silly story about the three of you that makes you laugh anytime you think about it. Oh, there's so many stories, but a lot of them are so foggy because outside of the show, we're normally partying at, at, at Williams Manor and there's a lot of alcohol being consumed. Um, so a lot of it is, is kind of cloudy, but I, I would say that kind of getting to go to those uh, show events at Williams Manor or outside of the show and, and just kind of hanging out together is is some of the most memorable and some of those special because we get to kind of let things go while a lot of our uh personalities are very um i wouldn't say ex yeah they're exaggerated they're exaggerated just a little bit so that we can be a little bit more uh you know um uh, amplified of who we are on the air but when we're in in person and we're we're kind of we're not putting on a show quote unquote um, we could just kind of just lay back and, and interact with each other, just like we're, we're we're friends and family, which we are. Um, and I think that those are my most memorable, favorite moments. It's it's not working with them every day, which is memorable, but uh, you know, being able to be one on one with them when the mics are off, uh, I, I would say that that's the most the most fun that I've had. Um, let's see. Kelly asks, have you ever thought of performing music on the podcast or maybe a rad video? And how about having people you have played with on the podcast? Would love to hear you play. I would love to hear me play more too. I have been uh, really pushing to to play more music lately, and it's it's one of those things that kind of just took a, a backseat as things got busier with the show, and and um, it's just one of those things that was a hobby that kind of turned even more into a hobby that slowly got pushed into the closet and into the back room that never really got used anymore. Um, but I've been slowly pulling all that equipment out of my uh, my storage area, and I, I'm hoping to get into some more music soon. Um, but a lot of the guys that I played with have gone off and done, done different things like started families. Uh, my, my, one of my best friends just had a baby, um, and he's doing the family thing. Just got married. So he's a little bit tied up when it comes to, to jamming and, and playing music again. Um, but all the other guys they are off doing other things. They got careers, they got jobs or they're not doing anything. And, um, it's just a, a conflict of schedule. There was one guy who I want to jam with very soon, and that's Pat, Security Chief Pat. Um, it's Rob's friend who's also on the bowling team. You've seen him out at the Brian Apalooza events. He plays drums, and um, I've been wanting to jam with him because he's supposed to be pretty good, but you know he's a cop, so he's on a complete opposite schedule of mine, and we're both busy during those times that we're not busy, and it just it just hasn't connected yet. But that's one guy that I would really like to jam with, and maybe that will be one that I that I record because I think that'd be really fun. Um, we've we've talked about doing like that weekend warrior thing out at Skip's Music where they allow guys to come down and jam together um, for a specific amount of time or whatever, and I, I think that would be cool too. But it's just a matter of finding the time, and I've I'm one of the things that I'm working on really hard this year is uh, discipline and making sure that I'm allocating my time right so that I can actually enjoy these these side things and these other jobs uh, these other jobs these other hobbies that i've been wanting to get up on i'm, I'm getting back into the gym i'm going uh, to play some more music and i try to do some more yoga you know all these things that you, you're ambitious about in the beginning of the year but i'm actually going to stick to it and that's one of the, my big things uh for this year is just being more disciplined about uh doing the things that that i love on top of 
working as much as I do. So it will be a battle. Um, Daria says, you and Mrs. Brandon mentioned another paranormal trippy podcast that you two listen to. Uh, she says, you are my number one podcast. Thank you. Uh, but what was the name of it? Uh, Daria, you're probably referring to the, the podcast Mysterious Universe. It's excellent. A couple of Australian guys who kind of dive deep into a lot of the mumbo jumbo stuff, paranormal activity, um, the alien invasions, you know, parallel universes, uh, a lot of really scientific, smart talk. Uh, they do a lot better job than I do with all the scientific stuff because they're very well uh, learned uh, Australian guys. And they, they actually go, they assign a certain amount of books and stories to present to each other in the next episode that they do. So they, they, they do a lot of research on the subjects that they talk about. So it's all very concrete and they, they, they kind of have a very similar show structure to the rad radio show, which is one thing that, that, um, that I appreciate because they do a really good job just storytelling and making sure that they don't give too much of a biased opinion while presenting a lot of the facts of the story. Um, even though they might be a little more obscure or, or different, uh, they do a really good job of presenting them and researching them and having a lot of the answers. So mysterious universe is one of our favorite podcasts, uh, that we've referred to quite a bit. Um, blah, blah, blah. Mac asks, how's the cannabis cultivation venture going? And I don't know if you want to be discreet, but I'd love to hear about it. Mac, I got to be completely honest. Um, I haven't gotten some of my Mr. Good Stuff soil from the, uh, our friends at Hanford Sand and Gravel. Um, apparently this, this Mr. Good Stuff soil is, uh, supposed to be really good for cultivating, uh, marijuana plants. Uh, but it's also good for gardening like tomatoes and, you know, all your fruits and veggies and that sort of thing. But, um, a lot of growers, um, in the area have, have used this stuff and said it's really good. I've expressed interest in growing, but I just haven't gotten, uh, around to it. Honestly, there's so many more factors that I have to consider, um, including security because of the, the place that I live is very close knit. Uh, community, all of our backyards are basically right cornered up against each other. And I would rather do an outdoor grow. So if I was, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. I got to make sure my fence is right. I got to make sure I have enough covering so that I'm not um, being too obvious about it. Obviously there's other things to consider like the smell. And if our neighbors complain about the smell, they'll be able to call the cops. And, you know, I don't know what, what the, the ramifications are for stuff like that um, yet. So it, there's a lot of things that I got to consider, but there are a lot of listeners that, that have uh, reached out and given me a plenty of resources to look into and they're available for me to, to, to bug them if I'm going to do it, but it hasn't happened yet, but it is something that's on the to-do list. I got a lot of things to do. I got music, I got yoga, I got cannabis cultivation, got a lot of goals set for this year. So um, I better get started. Um, let me uh, go to the Facebook video here. Oh, Lori says, love watching and listening to you. Well, thank you, Lori. Love that you love to watch and listen. <laughs> Alicia says, meeting you is overrated. I beg to differ. I really do enjoy meeting you guys. You guys are good people. Um, let's see. Good guys. Please not patsies again. Yeah, Adana. I hope that the Patriots don't make it to the, to the, to the Super Bowl just because there's, they need to make way for somebody else. I mean, come on, let's go. Oh, Dennis says, good afternoon, Brandon. My wife and I just adopted a one and a half year old German shepherd. She is a great puppy, tons of energy. Well, we have a three, a three year old black lab. He and the new puppy are working stuff out. She is learning the order of dominance. We also have two cats. Now, 
The new puppy likes to chance the cats, uh, chase them, I'm guessing. The cats seem to hold their own, but it still worries me to leave them alone. Now, I know being a rescue dog, it was going to be a lot of work and and uh, the and the lots of fun. Um, any idea from you or the maggots on how to break her of this habit of chasing the cats? Well, Dennis, we actually kind of deal with a similar thing with our German Shepherd puppy who's almost uh, between four and five months now. Um, and with uh, the fi- the six-year-old treeing Walker Coonhound, Walter, there was that kind of pecking order dominance thing that they were dealing with. In fact, they're, they're, they've really started to bond in the last couple of uh, couple of weeks, actually. Um, and they're doing really well now. They, they love the play. They, they've bonded completely. And um, But Walter will let Opie know. Walter is the Coonhound. Opie is the German Shepherd puppy. And... Walter will definitely let him let Opie know when he's had enough because he's an older dog and he is um, showing off that dominance that, Hey, I'm older. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm top dog around here. Even though Opie's going to quickly surpass that um, as soon as she gets up to her, her adult age. But for now they're doing a lot better, but with Opie, she does like to chase the cats. We have five cats in our house. And if you, um, one thing that you should do is train the dog to that, Chasing the cats is a bad thing. So we start off with no kitties, no kitties. And we, we make sure that the dog Opie is not chasing the cats. We, we have to reinforce that. We have to stop her. We have to get her attention. We have to distract her, uh, whether it's by a toy or like a, a chew bone or something like that. We, we distract the activity and praise that it stops. Um, that that's an important thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you praise the activity that you want it to do. So by giving it a toy or a treat, then you know that, uh, it's, it's going to, that then the dog's going to know that that's what the activity that you want it to do. Um, by saying no kitties that gives them the command that, well, if I chase the cat, that's a bad thing. Don't do that. Now I don't suggest like swatting your dog or, or hitting your dog. If it continues to to swat, uh, go after the cats, but you might want to use a deterrence like, um, a, a can full of pennies, which is a good trick because the, the sound will just, just annoy the hell out of the dog and it'll make it stop and get, get their attention. Um, I've, I've heard of tricks of like compressed air. They have these things that are, they're basically like small air horns, but they're just like air. They'll go tss, tss, really high air pressure. You don't want to spray it at the dog in the dog's face or in their ears, uh, but you want to spray it towards it, the dog so that it kind of distracts it. If you're worried that you, you can't get the dog's attention. That's one trick that you might want to consider, um, but I, I don't highly, I highly, I don't recommend it. That is your first go-to because that's kind of like an extreme, um, even though it might not sound like it, you know, like it compressed air doesn't sound like a very extreme thing, but it can be, it can be a little bit uh, traumatizing towards the dog, especially if you don't know what the background is of your rescue, if it's kind of skittish over loud noises, uh, that sort of thing. But if you're not at home, I would recommend creating your dog. Um, and, and not allowing your dog free range of the house to chase the cats. Uh, but if you don't, for whatever reason, you don't have a crate for the dog, or if you don't, uh, agree with crate training your dog, but you, you should still keep your animals separate while you're away. So maybe putting the cats in the bathroom or another room with uh, cat litter, um, or the garage, we use our garage as our cat room. Um, there's like a cat door between our, our kitchen and our garage. And that's kind of where we keep our cats away from the dogs. If we need to separate them for whatever reason, or in another bedroom, just to make sure that you don't encourage that type of behavior where the dog is chasing the cats all around the house while you're gone. So hopefully that helps a little bit there, Dennis. Um, and best of luck to you because animals are the best as long as, uh, as long as you know what you're doing. Um, Melissa says, Melissa Luckett, 
from uh, Sac Spirit. She says, thanks, uh, General, just a general thank you for being awesome. Thanks for all the support with Spirit. It means so much. Congrats on the 3,000 plus members. Here's to 3,000 more. Thank you, Melissa. And I think that a lot of that has uh, there a lot of contributions. A lot of contributions from you um, have definitely helped uh, grow the word here at the Rad Podcast. Um, let's see. Jessica Boyd says, I think Anonymous is Christina, Rob's wife. Hmm. I wonder if it could be. Probably not, though, because she's anonymous. Uh, let's see. Bria, I wanted to thank you for introducing us prodheads to Sierra Podva. Sierra is my energy worker. She does the the Ricky Lake, as we say on the show, or the Reiki, uh, the Reiki work, which is kind of like light and energy work with the just in the chakras and that sort of thing. She's she's kind of the one that got me into the mumbo mumbo and the jumbo that led me to uh, Melissa because Melissa was a part of that community as well. Um, so Brianna continues to say that uh, at, uh, to ask if. You have or will ever visit the Diamond Springs Center for the Stargate Experience. Oh, yes. I, I, somebody told me about this. Um, in fact, I, I think it was you, Brianna. I'm not quite sure. Um, but there is a uh, location up in Diamond Springs where they do a lot of like group meditation and, and sound uh, meditation, which is really interesting. If you're into like uh, uh, singing bowls and Tibetan singing bowls, that sort of thing. If you ever try to meditate with those things, it really heightens the experience. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed it, but, um, that might be something uh, very interesting to look into maybe for a future podcast. Um, but I haven't done it yet. Another thing to add to the 2019 to-do list. Uh, the more I do this podcast today, I think I'm going to have a, a longer list of to-dos than I had going in. Um, Curly says, be very careful referring to the uh, rescue dogs, um, earlier from Dennis. Kelly says, be very careful. My rescue hurt my cat last Wednesday and killed my bird Saturday. I was told she was good with cats and had no previous problems in the last two months. Uh, my poor baby bird. I'm sorry about your loss, uh, with your, with your little birdie Kelly, but, um, you're, you're right. You don't know with, with, with rescues and you can't necessarily trust, um, your, your shelters or the rescues that you get them from because you don't know in any given situation what the animal's going to do. Um, especially because, you know, it could be good with one cat and, and it could be a different story with another cat. It's all about chemistry. Just like with people, animals vibe different with other animals. You, you know, like you probably know if you're an animal owner that you might have a cat that gets better, gets along better with, with your dog. And you might have another cat that doesn't get as well along. And it's just that, that kind of, you know, there's different relationships that build there. Um, and until, you know, you, you got to kind of separate the animals. And I think Kelly said it best, just be very careful and try to do your best about doing your own evaluation when you get a rescue animal by, by keeping your animals safe and in a safe distance and not just letting them go, um, head head to head right off the bat and, and expect them to all get along. That's one thing to definitely consider. Oh, let's see. Chris says, good afternoon, Brando. I just want to let you and the rest of the rad crew know uh, you all helped me get through my night driving a snow plow. Dawn's laugh just under my skin, just enough to keep me awake. <laughs> LOL. I love you all. Well, thank you, Chris, for plowing them roads. Giggity. And uh, making sure they're safe for all of us and uh, a lot of the listeners, I'm sure. Thank you, too, for those that uh, listen on their way into work every morning. Um, Sarah asks, what's the biggest challenge you face at work? I think my biggest challenge is, is just uh, balance. Balancing my personal uh, needs and my personal life with my 
uh, high expectations with my performance and with the show. Honestly, sometimes I, I value my, my performance and my work stuff more than my own self care and my own, my own personal things. I, I tend to push my own personal stuff aside, uh, quite a bit just because I feel like my job has always been more important and it is, it is very important. I take it very seriously. Um, but we also need to remember to have, have fun with it. And that's one thing that I've learned, um, just in the last six months actually to really work on is, is the balance of it all. Because if I end up resenting myself outside of the job, I start to resent the job because I don't take enough time for me to enjoy the things that I work so hard for. So, um, I would say that that's my biggest challenge is, is just making sure that I, I balance everything out and, uh, remember to have a good time while I also to have a good time in my personal life while not taking things way too seriously at work. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see. James says with the emergences of higher quality streaming services, would you or Rob ever consider making a rad radio or rad broadcast Twitch channel for things like this? Or do you think the Facebook is a better platform this, for this sort of thing? Well, James, I've given this a lot of thought, actually. And um, I'm working to... Um, one of the things that I have planned for the near future is to be able to broadcast the show live on YouTube, but with multiple camera angles so that uh, I have somebody either, whether it's myself or, or somebody um, on the staff back here behind the scenes switching the cameras so that we can do like a live, uh, a live rad radio YouTube day. So say like we do like video file Thursday where we release a new video on YouTube. Well, maybe video file Thursday turns into rad radio vision Thursday and we do a live broadcast, maybe a couple of segments, maybe a couple of hours, not quite sure exactly how we would do it yet, but it's definitely something that I've been considering. Now I, I know that Twitch is kind of just like a set it and forget it uh, live streaming video, which it's probably just as easy as Facebook. You just got to make sure you get people the right handle and get people on Twitch using it. But from what I understand, Twitch is more for like gaming and, and gamers and watching people play Fortnite, right? I mean, that's, that's how they're all making the big bucks. Do they connect that with YouTube? I'm not sure. I'm not too hip on Twitch or anything like that, but something like a, a live rad radio vision, live uh, uh, broadcasting of the show um, on YouTube, simulcasting with what you hear on the radio in the morning. That's something that I would love to do. And uh, it's in the works, but and like you said, with the emergence of higher quality streaming services, it's just getting easier and easier to do these days. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Just got to do one thing, uh, one thing right at a time. Uh, there's a lot of things, like a lot of spinning plates that we got going on here. So that's a good question though. I, I, look, I look forward to doing something like that. Let's see. Alicia says, here's a question. I know you like to cook. What's a recipe you want to try and make, but haven't gotten around to yet? Lobster bisque. I want to make lobster bisque. We uh, just went to McCormick and Schmick's over the weekend for the wife's uh, 34th birthday. And uh, we had some delicious food. It was amazing. I love that place. Even though it seems like kind of like a chain restaurant, it's still top-notch seafood and really good food. I had a, I had a ribeye and a lobster tail. And, uh, my wife got like this mixed grill, mixed fish grill thing. It was freaking delicious. Um, but, uh, the lobster bisque is something that's just like an explosion of flavor in your mouth. And it's just, it just seems like one of those dishes that, uh, I would love to make. So lobster bisque is definitely on there. Oh man. Keel says, Hey Brandon, good to see you. Hope you're feeling better or getting better. Thank you, Keel. I am feeling a lot better. I woke up with a little, uh, sniffly thing. I'm not sure if it's just, uh, 
I don't know. I hope it's not like a head cold, but um, man, that that uh, stomach flu really fucking took me out. I, I I hate getting sick to where you have to throw up or you have diarrhea. It's the worst. It's the worst. And doing it at the same time. Oh, Jesus Christ. You, you, you learn a lot about uh, whether uh, commitment <laughs> going back to the question in the beginning of this. Uh, what do you what, what's the difference between married being married in a committed relationship? Being married through sickness and health is, is a lot of truth to that. Uh, we, we saw some things of each other that we never thought we would see. I mean, we've seen a lot of things. We've, we've, we've ventured on to, to the nether regions quite a bit, but we haven't seen things like this before. And, uh, let's just say we won't be going to buffets anytime soon. Um, well, it looks like I'm, I'm running out of questions here on the, uh, the old Facebook live here. Um, so I, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me on this, uh, this, this live Facebook broadcast. Um, I'll do it again sometime, uh, but I, in the meantime, let's, uh, I, I got some really big episodes planned, uh, with some very special guests. Um, we've been teasing this, this new podcast that I might be doing with, uh, Sack Spirit, hopefully in the next couple of months, hopefully I can release some details about that, um, in the next coming weeks, but I'm really excited about it and it's going to give us an opportunity to get out in the field and, and do some recording um, kind of out of the studio, which is, which is always fun. And, uh, we got the Tahoe blue vodka cocktail contest coming up. Tahoe blue vodka cocktail contest. Try to say that three times fast. Um, and we're going to be able to meet a lot of you, uh, folks out there. Hopefully you've gotten tickets cause it is a sold out event. If not, then uh, you probably don't care too much about it. Um, and, uh, we got some other great things planned as well. So we're kicking off this year really well. And, uh, I look forward to talking with you again soon. And thanks for joining me. Namaste, bitches. The Rad 